Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 100, Testing Autonomy from Brainstorm to Boulevard. Um, This one's going to be about kind of a short, quick article. Uh, Again, it is an article. This is not my own writing, so to speak. Uh, This one I'm going to be talking about some of the things that they do with when they're testing autonomous cars, not only through simulations but actually on the road type of thing and the process that it takes to get to that point. Okay. Again, this is uh, these are not my words, so to speak. Uh, this article originally came from a trade magazine called Fender Bender. Auto, obviously, it's an automotive uh, repair sh- or excuse me, automotive body shop and collision repair type of magazine. Uh, the article was written by Amarya King, okay, um, and uh, it is it came out actually just a few days ago, November twenty third of twenty twenty. So this is kind of the latest latest information in regards to testing of autonomous cars and the process they go through. Uh, a couple quick commercials. Um, wanted to, again, let you know that um, I have made some of the uh, podcast, previous podcast episodes I've done available as a pay-only subscription type thing. Uh, this is through Patron. Uh, if you go to podbean.com and then search Brad Kyle's MotorWorks podcast, and you'll see my main, you know, uh, page on there as far as all the different episodes you can look at uh, as far as, you know, scroll down through them. In the upper right-hand corner of that page, you'll see a, a link that says Become a Patron. If you click on that, um, I'm basically asking for $5 a month. You can you can do less than that. You can do more than that. I leave it up to you. It is a month-by-month subscription. So if you wanted to sign up and, and for a month and, and download a bunch of episodes, it's up to you. But what I've done is I've taken some of the episodes in the past that uh, were available for free originally, and I've made them where they're only available for, you know, subscription-type usage. And I've specifically picked the ones that if you listen to them and apply the information and the knowledge that I'm, I'm giving you, uh, you can literally save thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars on car repairs or through your in your car ownership experience, Okay. Uh, it's not just necessarily car repairs. Uh, some of the ones I've talked about are, are whether or not it's worthwhile to get extended service contracts and, and things like that. And these are based on my 40 years of, of you know, uh, actual real-life experience, not only working on cars, but, you know, certainly dealing with the public and, you know, seeing some of the things that have been good or bad for uh, the automotive, you know, uh, driving public as far as, uh, again, you know, picking like good repair shop, and uh, there's a number of different podcasts I've made as subscription only. So check that out. I'd appreciate it, and you know, any um, any subscription you can give would be uh, would be helpful, and and it does go towards continuing future uh, training and certifications, uh, and obviously research that I do for future podcasts. So we pre- would appreciate any monetary help in that. And along those same lines, I was just notified recently by a company called Feedspot that they do uh, basically review uh, any newsletters, blogs, podcasts, anything that's put out there on the Internet. 
they have a panel of reviewers and was notified that uh, my podcast, Brad Kyle's MotorWorks podcast, is one of the top 10 BMW podcasts in the entire world. So I was like, wow, I, that's, that's <laughs> I did not expect that and was uh, quite honored. So anyway, just wanted to put that out there. So let's get on to uh, this particular podcast. So this is called Testing Autonomy from Brainstorm to Boulevard. Across the automotive industry, autonomous vehicles seem to be hitting, excuse me, seem to be sitting atop each and every trend list, though you'd scarcely see them on the roads, on the roads. In order for a vehicle to make it to public roads, it must undergo a variety of testing practices to ensure it will not be a danger to its passengers and other motorists. Testing for any vehicle is rigorous, but testing for driverless cars takes place on an entirely different racetrack. Earlier this month, Partners for Automated Vehicle Education hosted a webinar that dove headfirst into the importance as well as the fragility of testing autonomous vehicles. Panelists Sagar Behir, Director of Systems and Safety Engineering at Aurora, and Bernard Soriano, Deputy Director at the California Department of Motor Vehicles, offered insight into what it takes to get an autonomous vehicle on a public roadway. Types of Testing we don't start by driving on public roads, said Behir. There is a sequence we follow. That, that's probably a good idea. At Aurora, the engineers and safety drivers perform a multitude of simulations, including motion planning simulations, perception simulations, and control simulations, all before the vehicle's tires ever reach the real world. Bahir said that at Aurora, they test over 2.2 million simulations in which the car made an unplanned left turn before ever taking it to a public road. You can create so many different scenarios and respectability studies, said Soriano, but simulation cannot be used as the one and only tool. Bahir put it simply when he said, "You, you, you use road testing as a way to validate your simulations. Bahir said hiring the right candidate to be a safety driver is of utmost importance because of the responsibility and dedication it takes to bring an autonomous vehicle onto real-world roadways. At Aurora, safety drivers go through extensive training to ensure that they not only know how to operate the vehicle, but know how to stay in control of the vehicle given any situation. He says Aurora safety drivers must adhere to company policies including controlled substances and a maximum number of driving hours. They're not just drivers. They're the, among the most foremost valuable employees that we have keeping us safe and helping us advance, Bahir said. For California's Department of Motor Vehicles, Soriano said similar policies are in place for safety drivers. Our drivers can't be an at-fault driver, ha have a DUI, or have more than one point on their driving record, said Soriano. Furthermore, he said the driver's records are consistently surveilled should any points come up against their record. Giving companies the green light. For companies hoping to deploy their own autonomous vehicles on public roadways, Soriano said there is a checklist that must be met for both state and federal regulations, but the lines can get blurred. States are responsible for the operation of the vehicle, he said, which refers to licensing and registration, whereas the federal government is responsible for keeping the passengers safe, which is done via seat belts, airbags, and other safety measures. But autonomous vehicles tread the line between the two, he said. In California, for an automotive, 
automated vehicle to reach the roadways with a safety driver, manufacturers need to certify that they have tested their vehicles in a safe way by reporting the number of crashes they've experienced in addition to their mandated annual disengagement report. For companies that went want to implement their AVs, autonomous vehicles, without a safety driver, Soriano said they must do all of the above as well as submit a guide for first responders to use to safely and efficiently interact with the autonomous vehicle should the need arise. So understand in the future when we have true level 5 autonomous vehicles, um, there is no, there's no driver inputs. Okay? There's no steering wheel, no brake pedal, no throttle. You are a human being in a car going down the roadway. So you can imagine if that car and you are involved in an accident, um, the safety personnel have to have to know how to be able to deal with that car. Okay, So because none of you have any control over that car because there are no driver inputs. Okay, So keeping the public informed, regardless of how many simulations are run, or how many hours safety drivers put in, autonomous vehicles will not make it to market unless the public trusts them. Communication is paramount, said Soriano. In the end, we need public acceptance, and that is only going to come about when they see the technology working. But here argues that the testing of autonomous vehicles is being conducted under a microscope like never before, and that is why it is our job to educate the public, he said. So... That's the end of that. It wasn't, uh, you know, uh, it's just the latest thing that I happen to run across. Obviously, it does not go through step-by-step the whole uh, program that's required. There's obviously millions of miles of simulations that are done. But, you know, like they both said, simulations in a computer are one thing. It's another thing to be out in the real world, okay? And one of the things that is not so much uh, in in the media or in the news or whatever is they're still having problems with autonomous vehicles as far as, and I'm not even talking about level 5, even level 3 and level 4. When we start talking about adverse weather type uh, uh, driving situations, especially snow and ice, okay? If everything is all white, there's no contrast in colors, and so it makes it a lot harder for an autonomous, autonomous vehicle to be able to see where it should be going, okay? There's still trying to figure that out and having to obviously train the vehicle and have it learn that it's looking for, you know, like, uh, you know, snow plow poles that are sticking up through the snow that, okay, well, that's where the road is, okay, uh, or, or have, being able to drive down a road that has, you know, six or eight feet of, of packed up snow on either side uh, because that's the only place that the snow plow can, you know, plow it out is you're, you're literally covered by a six-foot white wall on either side and is the autonomous vehicle going to be able to correctly and safely uh, go down that road okay so kind of interesting stuff but I thought that was a worthwhile quick one um, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed it uh, again you know uh, check out podbean.com uh, Brad Kyle's MotorWorks podcast and and uh, you know see if there's maybe a couple different uh, podcast episodes that you might want to go ahead and, and contribute to monetarily so you can get some good information from that so i appreciate any effort you might have in that regard and like i say you know it is a subscription month by month subscription type basis so you're not locked into some sort of uh, long contract or anything like that so i appreciate your time i appreciate you listening 
I hope you got something out of it, and uh, I hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you, and thank you again.